Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. Don, it's great seeing you back after so quickly. We're glad you're back. Wayne, it's great having you back. Taylor, it's great having you back, both of you. Yes. I'm in the book of Colossians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. I want to thank all of you for praying for my mother-in-law, Evelyn. She's on the mend and is uh, back to herself again the last couple of days, so thank you. Your prayers have been answered. And uh, we are a praying church, and prayers do get answered, right? Colossians chapter 4, 2 through 6. The scripture says, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So I, I need your help this morning with the, uh, with the message. I'm not going to embarrass you or ask you to stand up and talk or anything like that. Uh, <clears throat> so I need you to, to do something. I need you to count from 12 down to 1 with me. You ready? 12. 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now, this is going to sound kind of morbid, but I've got a really good point I'm going to make later on. Every 12 seconds in America, someone dies. Every 12 seconds in America, someone dies. Uh, <clears throat> that's five people a minute. Uh, there are eight people born every minute. So we're gaining, right? Eight versus five. But every 12 seconds, someone leaves this planet and goes to eternity. And uh, by their choice, they get to go to heaven or they get to go to hell. It's their choice. It's a real simple mathematical equation. Door number one, door number two, you pick. And that's where you live the rest of eternity. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever stood or sat or been in a DMV line to get your license renewed and were told to take a number? Anybody ever done that? Right? Do you like that experience? No. You don't? Have you ever stood in line at a theme park for four hours waiting to ride a ride? Or an hour? Anybody ever done that? Okay. Did you like that experience? No. You didn't like that experience. Well... Here's a reality, and I need your help with this. This is a little exercise we're going to do, a little illustration we're going to do this morning. I need those of you who are willing and able to form a line, a single line. Is that how we do it, teachers? Form a single line right down here. Just stand up facing me. All of you who will, help me do that. Would you do, it? Would you do that? Just form a line. I'm going to make a point. Oh, look at the teachers in the front of the line. That's what I'm talking about. Brenda's the line leader. She's also the teacher's pet. Got in front of the line. Okay, that's good. That's good. All the way to the back. That's awesome. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are all 
Everybody on this planet, 7 billion people, right? We're all in a line heading to eternity. You're what? You're willing to wait. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Give us a knuckle. Good, good father. So here's the thing about the line. Here's the thing about the line. We don't know when it's our time to go, right? And the thing about the line is, and the line to eternity, you can't get out of line. You can't take somebody's place in the line, right? And you really can't see who's at the front of the line. I can tell you it's Brenda, but you can't see who it is, right, from way back there. Right? But we're all in a line waiting for eternity. And nobody knows when, when their time is coming. And a couple of things about the line. You can't trade places with somebody. You can't get out of line and say, I don't want to be in this line. Because we're all headed for the, there's 100% chance that you're going to meet eternity. 100% chance, right? You can't cheat in the line. Don't you hate people that cheat in the line? Yeah. Like on the interstate up here at 24, you get off on 440, and the sign plainly says left lane closed, and you get in the right lane like a decent driver. But everybody flies past you in the left lane and then cuts in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, no, there's no cheating in this line, right? No cheating in this line. You can't avoid the line. You can't say, oh, I'm, just not, I'm not going to play that game. I'm, not going, I'm just not going to get in the line. That's not an option. And you don't know your number or anyone else's number in the line. Right? So what do we do with this? We can think about, oh, my gosh, I'm going to meet eternity. And you know, we can worry about it. We can worry about death. Right? We can worry about getting there. Or we can celebrate with all the people in the line with us. Right? So you could turn around to... Emily, and celebrate the fact that, right? See, right? Y'all doing the wave up here. See, y'all couldn't even see the wave up here. It's happening right here. We got some serious, even Janice is in on the wave, all right? Oh, there it goes, all the way back. There it goes. You ready? There it is. There's the waves going all the way back. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Look at that. Okay, you can take your seat now, and I'll make a couple more points. Good illustration. Y'all are the best. <laughs> Purposely. So here's the point. Here's the point. Everybody you meet, wherever you go, is in the line. It doesn't matter where you are. You guys were camping at uh, Disney World this past week, right? Everybody there was in the line. I was literally in the line. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the long, long line, right? I was in South Georgia you know, this week uh, looking after my mother-in-law with my family. Had a great time. But everybody I ran into, they were in the line. Matter of fact, I got asked to preach at uh, Union Baptist Church where my brother-in-law, Debbie's brother, is the pastor. And so I got, I got to preach. And so everybody in that building, they're in the line, right? They're in the line. Uh, the fish I caught, they're not in the line, but they were on the line. <laughs> Come on, Gary, that was good. You got to give, give me a smile, something, anything. Just work with me here. Everybody we meet is in the line. We don't know their time. So it's important. As the scripture says, for us to redeem the time. That's the King James Version. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. And 
So Paul is writing here, and he's saying, make the most of every opportunity. Redeem the time. Redeem means to buy it up while it still lasts. So you're at the store, and you, you want to buy some red seedless grapes, <clears throat> and there's two packs left, and there's three people eyeballing it. What do you do? You grab both of them. <laughs> and then auction it all, the other bag off to the highest bidder between the other two, right? Is that what you do? Absolutely. That's the Christian thing to do is what I'm talking about. <clears throat> right? Jesus would approve of that. That's right. Buy it up while it still lasts, right? Paul is saying redeem the time. Buy it up while it still lasts. Take advantage of the opportunity. Galatians 6.10 says, As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. So while we're in the line, while we're waiting on our turn at the front of the line, we're to do good to everybody, but especially believers. Now, why would Paul write that? Why would he say, do good to people outside, you know, but especially you know, do good to people inside, but especially outsiders. Why did he say it the opposite way? Here's why. Here's why. You ready? The way we inside this building treat one another, the way we treat one another is usually the only Bible that people read. The lost read us. They watch us. You know, I don't expect the lost person in Congress in Washington, any of our representatives and senators and justices, all the presidents, I don't expect the lost people there to act like Christians. I don't expect them to make Christian decisions. You know, we're all upset, and I'm upset about all these abortion issues that are coming up in states celebrating, you know, killing babies. That's how lost people act. Lost people don't know any different. We get upset with them. They're just being lost people. They don't have the love of Christ flagging in their heart to want to kill a, an innocent baby, right? That's not the love of Christ. So we're expecting more than they can produce. However, when a lost person comes into this building and sees us snarling at each other, backstabbing each other, not liking your perfume, not liking your hairdo, not liking your clothes, not liking the way the music went or the preaching went, and all the yin-yang going on, they're going to look and say, I just like the world. Y'all just like lost people. But when they walk in, and I wish you all could have been here at, at 9 o'clock, 8, 39 o'clock, when, when they were, everybody started milling in and talking, fellowshipping. It was just absolutely beautiful. The presence of Christ as it is here was there. Then. It's just beautiful to watch. That's what the world needs to see. That's what the world needs to see. They need to walk in and go, this is different. This is not what I'm used to at work. This is not what I'm used to on the Internet. This is not what I'm used to on the TV. This is different. I want more of this. Paul says, redeem the time. Redeem the time. He says, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So Galatians 6.10 says, we're to take care of ourselves the body of Christ. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says, Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
Do we live in evil days, do you think? Have y'all seen some evil going on this year? Of course we have. Of course we have. It says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, it says, Because of the increase of evil, the love of many will grow cold. He's talking about Christians there. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many Christians will grow cold. In other words, they'll just give up and say, I'm tired. I can't fight this battle anymore. I can't watch the news anymore. I can't, I, I can't do this anymore. Because Christians live off the love of Christ. And when we don't see the love of Christ out here energizing us, we just we get tired. We get emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally tired. We're just not seeing the love of Christ. Because the days are evil. Colossians 4, 5 says, now be wise. It says, be wise. <clears throat> Paul gives us several things to do here. It says we're to devote ourselves to prayer. And, you know, if you wake up in the morning, like at 3 o'clock in the morning, and have to go to the bathroom or get a drink of water or something, spend a few minutes praying. Don't, don't waste that opportunity. That's what Paul is saying here. Devote yourself to prayer. If you've got a, a window of opportunity to pray, pray. Put your cell phone down, right? Put it down for just a few minutes and pray. You say, what do I pray? Whatever comes to your heart, whatever comes to your mind. So, Dean, you may pray a prayer like this. Father, bless Dean and Edna today. It's a really simple prayer. It's a great prayer. And then you can expand on it if you need to. Just simple prayers. Just ask God's blessing upon your family, upon what you're doing. Ask his blessings upon your coworkers. You can bless people on the interstate. Be careful. Make sure it's a good blessing. Right? Make sure it's a good blessing. Those are simple prayers. Pray those prayers. Devote yourself to prayer. Second, be watchful. We're watching for Jesus' return. Now, I hope, I hope that as I'm in the line, that we all get snatched up into heaven with the rapture. That's my hope for all of us in this room, that Jesus comes back and says, boom, here it is, let's go, right? But until then, we're to be watchful and waiting on his return. You know, I think one of the best things we can do while we're standing in the line, right, while we're standing in line, is, is to have a party in the name of Jesus. Let me say that again in French. I think one of the best things we can do while we're standing in the line is to have a party in the name of Jesus. We ought to celebrate that we're going to be with him one day. We don't know where we are on the line. We don't know what the number is. We're at the DMV. We're waiting on our number to be called, right? And that could take seven years. At the DMV here in Murfreesboro, right? <laughs> 70 years, who knows? But we should be enjoying who we are in Christ with others who are enjoying who they are in Christ. And we should have the band playing, and we should be rocking some songs out, and we should let Scott wear out that drum, you know, just and enjoy being in the line. The third thing is we're to be thankful. Listen, you can't thank God enough for the things in your life or the people in your life. It's too many to count. I mean, just start with your clothes. Gary, just tell Jesus, Father, I'm thankful for this shirt, this shirt I've got on. It's a really cool shirt, right? Start, I'm thankful for my glasses, right? I'm thankful I still got hair on my head. See, you, there's a lot of things, Gary, you can be thankful about, right? Just go down the list. I'm thankful for the car I have. I'm thankful for the roof on my house, right? 
Thankful for the grass in the yard. Be thankful. I love listening to little children pray. Man, when they start giving thanks, man, they can just roll with it. I mean, like 10 or 12 minutes, they're just giving thanks for the cat, the cat's hair, you know, the cat's eyeballs. I mean, they're just going down the list. That's how we should be, David, right? Right? We should be that thankful. Be thankful. We're to be wise. And the way we're wise is to ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom. James says, if any of you lack wisdom, and let me tell you, there's some people in the world that lack it. If you read the news, I won't go there. Ask the Holy Spirit. If any of you lack wisdom, ask for it. And God will gladly give you wisdom. Father, I don't know how to handle this. How do I handle this situation? Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do here. Will you please tell me? And the Holy Spirit says, sure. I'm pretty smart about things. The Holy Spirit's the most brilliant person you'll ever meet. It's the most brilliant person you'll ever get to know. Ask him. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Make the most of every opportunity. So when you're at the, the store and there's someone that looks like they need to be prayed, prayed for, you know, you can pray for people without them ever knowing it. Do you know that? Man, when I see somebody walking with a limp or something, I said, Lord, is it ankle, knees, or hip? What do I need to pray for? And then I just, whatever he puts in my mind, that's what I start praying for. And sometimes he may ask you to walk over and pray for them. Right? Right? We're to be ready. We're to be alert. We're to make the most of every opportunity, wherever we go. Wherever we go. And the last thing he says, he says, choose right words. Choose right words. He says, let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, a little salt on some vegetables makes those vegetables stand out, doesn't it? Maybe some of you like salt on watermelon. Anybody like salt on watermelon? Ooh, I see those hands. Anybody just like to eat salt plain out? Okay, the cardiologist will see you a little later. <laughs> We've got one waiting in the back just for you three that raised your hand right there. Choose right words with people. Well, how do I know the right word? Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. What's the right word to say to this person in this checkout line right now? What's the right word? And you know, you can rehearse right words. I, one of my favorite sayings is to look at somebody and say, you realize you're God's favorite, right? And they'll look at you like you're crazy. You're God's favorite. And somebody will say, well, they're all, oh, we're all his favorite. And I say, but, you have, but you're his favorite today. And they just smile. People need to hear that. People need to know that God cares for them, that he's a good, good father and cares for them. Choose right words. Be careful with, those, with our words. Choose right words. First Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Let me read that again. 1 Peter 3.15 Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. In other words, somebody sees hope in you. Man, where'd you get that hope from? Did you go to the store? Did you get that at the $5 store? Where'd you, did you get that at Hobby Lobby? Hey, I love going to Hobby Lobby. I have some of the best worship experiences 
ever at Hobby Lobby. Have you noticed that? They play Christian music. You know, they're a Christian company, right? Man, they, they got some of the best music playing, and they don't have words. It's just the background music. And so, man, you could throw down and sing on those songs. They got hymns. They got choruses. So if you want to have a great worship time in air conditioning, right, looking at some cool stuff, they got some really cool stuff in there, go to Hobby Lobby, right? It's a Hobby Lobby worship time, right? Right? Walk in the door and just walk down the aisles and sing for Jesus. If somebody looks at you and sees you singing for Jesus, don't worry. They're probably a Christian too, right? And they just may sing along with you. might surprise you. People see the hope in you, and they wonder, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that hope? Be prepared to tell them where you got the hope from. I got it from my hope chest, Jesus Christ, right? I got it from Jesus. Yet do it with gentleness and with reverence. I was at the store right across the street here, and you know when you're in this store across the street here where they sell all the wooden stuff, they have, when you're trying to buy something, they have people walk up and trying to sell you something. Anybody have experienced this? I know I've talked about this before. Anybody have experienced it? They walk up to the clipboard, and they want to say, I want to ask you about your heating and air conditioning. And so my pat answer when they finished that first question out of their mouth, that they sh- this time she said, I'm looking for people and asking them about their heating and air conditioning. My response is always, and I'm looking for people to ask them this very question. Are you trusting in Jesus Christ and him alone for your salvation? Every time. I love it. So she walks up to me. I tr- she asked me the question. I, I walk around, look at her, and she asked me the question. And as soon as she finished asking the question, she said, I've asked you this before, haven't I? <laughs> and I said, yes. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. Are you still trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? She said, I am. Where's your church? <laughs> Says right, she said, I'll be here next week. Not this week, but next week. We'll see if she shows up. <laughs> I love it. Do it with gentleness and reverence. You know, I could have chewed her out for interrupting my buying spree by her trying to sell me something I didn't need. But that's not the way we do Christ. We do Christ with gentleness and reverence. Amen. So you're in the line. What are you going to do? Be sad and gloomy that you're in the line? Or are you going to celebrate the fact that one day you're going to be with Jesus? It's not important when. It's not important when. It's not important when you're going to be with Jesus. It's not important. It's irrelevant. Right? You're going to be with him. That's the end of the story. If you're trusting in Jesus, you're going to be with him. End of story. Right? Don't, don't, don't fret that. What are you going to do in the meantime? Right? Celebrate. Have a party. Enjoy. Tell somebody about Jesus. Encourage someone along the way. Help someone with a flat tire. Do the things that Jesus would do. Can you see Jesus changing the flat tire? He walks up to the car. Tire's flat. The person in the car says, I I, I don't have a jack. Jesus says, I got this. (laughs) Give me that tire. Puts it back on. You're good to go. Celebrate being in the line. Enjoy being in the line. And enjoy the people around you while you're in the line. Amen. Father, thank you so much for the day. <laughs> thank you that we get to be in a line and one day be with you. What, what a great privilege. What a great honor. What a joy. What a great gift that you've given us. That 
we will be with you always. In the line here, or celebrating uh, in a line there. Um, thank you, Father. Father, help us this week to recognize other people are in the line and that they're making a decision of whether to go to heaven or hell. Help us persuade them to go to heaven. Help us do it with gentleness and reverence. Help us seize the opportunity. Help us redeem the time. Help us to take advantage of every opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and directing us, showing us the way. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray.